Fire up your TARDIS because it's episode 192 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, the only podcast featuring four Time Lords and eight hearts. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm Cam. And this week we probe the depths of time and space in search of a new companion for the Doctor. But first I'll remind our listeners that only a Dalek would listen to the show without giving us awesome feedback on iTunes. And with that statement out of the way, I will now say that we should start off the show in our usual fashion with our weekly geekly, geekly Time Lord update. Time Lord Chris, why don't you kick it off? Oh, thanks. Um, I had to fight real life a little bit to get my geek on, but I managed to pull it off. Uh, played a little Forbidden Stars with my son. Enjoyed that. Uh, also for my Geekly Weekly, I enjoyed a series, I might have mentioned it before, called Every Frame a Painting, where this guy does some really insightful YouTube webisodes on how directors use their palette and their visuals uh, to really craft the story, showing it instead of just telling it. I mean, he gets into a whole thing of like Edgar Wright versus how other people just, they tell a joke by having talking heads and that's it. I also took one for the team twice this week. I watched uh, The Chronicles of Shannara and Shadowhunters. Both of them are basically fantasy or urban fantasy aimed at a younger market, and I can tell it's a younger market, uh, especially for Shannara. Uh, they, it looks like these guys are trying to make like the Arrow and the Flash look like they're cast by old, ugly people. Uh, <laughs> in, in addition to that, I you know the writing. I mean, this is like the perfect example of the writing I'm listening to. You know, I don't think your elven princess is going to want a human sloppy seconds. Now that is the fantasy writing I expect to read. Wait, that's a, that's actual like dialogue. Yes. Yes. That's that's pretty horrendous. The only paraphrasing I did is that in the show, humans are called rovers because evidently they're nomadic now or something like that, I guess. Uh, I do have to give them credit. They're not holding your hand with the story. You got to put piece things together, which is surprising compared to how I have dialogue like that. that I have to listen to, but you know, pretty white people having fantastical adventures and being confused and looking as sexy as they can all the time. Kind of what you expect. But like I said, MTV is now putting CW to shame in that corner. I will confess that I'm totally ignorant as to the source material. Was this like young adult fiction to begin with or something? Or? Shadowhunters is basically it's Shadowhunters, I think, is like the main character is part angel or something. But yeah, she's like part of like she's super secret special. Shannara, on the other hand, was one of the original Tolkien ripoffs back in the 70s and 80s. This guy got on the train really early. And uh, made a, a decent amount of money cranking out a ton of books when putting out 12 books was the expected thing for a fantasy series. I not see. an eye roll thing. Okay. Did I see the Space Needle in that somehow? Was that- yes, you did. Uh, Shannara, the setup is, I don't remember if they put it out early in the series or whether it's explored and found out later. But in Shannara, this is, this is how the science goes. Their fantasy world with elves, gnomes, trolls, and humans is actually our world after some sort of post-apocalyptic thing. 
Okay. Okay. All right. So it's um, oh, what's it's what's that game system? I can't even think of it right now. Whatever. There's a game system that reminds me of that, but I can't think of it at the moment. Well, there was it, the visuals. I love the visuals. They look like something I would awesomely play in a video game. Very much uh, Journey to the West. I think was that the video game's name, where yeah. you call it kind of a green apocalypse instead. Of everything looked like it's devastated. It's all you know, lush and green and filled in because we're gone, but life goes on. I'm thinking of Numenera, but the one you just sat, you just cited oh, sounds Oh, oh, the cipher system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be Vera Numenera esque. I would agree. Role playing to- uh, for role playing tabletop. All right, so MTV entering the uh, TV fiction realm. No music's never coming back. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Cam, over to you. Oh man, had a pretty uh, pretty low key week uh, and weekend. I did some fun stuff though. Um, as always, uh, gaming at the Adventure Game Store. Also um, had a chance to uh, introduce my companion uh, to Doctor Who. Uh, she, we've been binge watching Doctor Who together uh, on Netflix. Um, so that's been pretty fun. Introducing her to Christopher Eccleston first, mm. uh, and then now uh, now David Tennant, and uh, she's liking it. She, she's I think she's really enjoying it. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the, uh, other, I guess, you know, kind of geeky thing I did this weekend was, um, I took, uh, uh, I took her and my mom to go see the, the, the forest is a new movie that just came out this weekend. It's a horror, like Japanese slash, it's like a kind of like the ring, you know, you remember the, the movie, the ring, yeah, like that, but like it's, it's this forest where, people you know right under mount fuji where people go to kill themselves and she has a twin sister and her twin sister's there and she's stuck and but she can feel her sister needs her so she like travels from america to go over there to find her sister um it was it was okay i mean it wasn't you know great by any stretch of the imagination but uh there definitely were some you know thrills and chills uh in there and um other than that, I've just been preparing for Magic City Comic Con, which is coming up this weekend. Um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, doing my usual Doctor Who panels and 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 working the different tracks uh, uh, at that con and uh, enjoying all that con has to offer. I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm also looking forward to in about three weeks or so going up to New York City and uh, a toying uh, a, a toying <laughs> attend. <laughs> attending the uh, annual New York Toy Fair uh, on behalf of uh, the amazing Yellow uh, board game company, the company that sends me in all these different cons and uh, d- to demo games for them. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to turn that into sort of a uh, – it's the weekend of my birthday, so we and it's the weekend of uh, Valentine's Day. So taking the companion up there for a little – you know, board gaming and sightseeing. I'm sure she'll love one, but probably not the other. Going to watch uh, Deadpool on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's about it. Just uh, getting back into the swing of things after the holidays. I hear you, man. Nothing like uh, returning to normal, some semblance of normal life after the, the chaos that is the holidays. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Brian, what about you, man? Well, kind of exciting, not necessarily all positive. I uh, I did finish up my first leather project. 
I, uh, I had a side of beef. Now I have a very nice, uh, card, like business card wallet. Hmm. Um, I, I kinda, I went a little easy the first time it was already pre-cut and, uh, pre the holes drilled in it, but I, um, finished it, you know, like the, the, the texture of it dyed it the color I wanted it and laced it all together. Uh, <laughs> it looks very nice. The, the the learning experience was coming with the dyeing. I, I don't know if you know much about leather, but uh, leather's skin. Mm-hmm. And you should probably wear gloves when you're dyeing skin. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, good to know after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very nice leathery brown hands for about three days this week. Um. <laughs> You died yourself. Yes, yes. Dye works both ways when you're working with skin dye. <laughs> uh, I also have been kind of preparing. We've been we've been pitching this. Are we going to twitch? Are we not going to twitch? Thing back and forth. So when we're ready, my webcam is now working. Nice. Which is kind of exciting but kind of terrifying at the same time because it keeps switching itself on mysteriously and uh i cannot turn it off like i went through windows 10 every single setting is like locked out my privacy locked out my privacy and that just doesn't seem to work so i've made a little bit of game of like flipping off with my brown hands the uh the fbi (laughs) homeland security whoever uh that that's been very entertaining actually every time i see that little light just pop up i make a silly face me you think that the uh what is it the, the g-men are, are activating your webcam to to see what sort of leather craft you're up to it, it's probably just a shitty driver but that narrative is much more entertaining yeah yeah i agree i agree i like the idea of being spied at like i have my connect plugged in and i'm pretty sure Oh that, yeah, that Obama and friends have eyes on me most of the time. Just like that one video from a um from the Osama raid, Hillary and <laughs> yeah, Obama they're all like, are at the at the desk, like watching it, watching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically that it's that exact scene. It's that exact scene. Um, I do not agree with those guys taking over the federal property in whatever state that is. Uh, for I the record, do not agree them being allowed to come and go as they please after having done it, but. Yeah, I mean, okay, that, this isn't that kind of show, but explain how you occupy federal land and then you're allowed to just stop by Safeway for groceries whenever you want. Receive <laughs> mail. Yeah, like go out to dinner. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Actually, occupying federal land sounds like a like an okay an okay jam. Oh, wait, I didn't say that. Sorry, sorry, spy overlords. And finally. Uh, actually, I think Chris is directly responsible for this. Having checked out one of the web comics he mentioned last week, you know how like sometimes they're all in a circle and you can just like click on and show me the next web comic. I did that for a little while and found this horribly anime Japanese ish, uh, teen romance web comic and read like every single issue uh, all, all all at once like it, it was it was terrible it is called where tangents meet and it's just the the sappiest like 
college drama <laughs> love triangle thing you could ever imagine. Oh, no, no. You're not throwing me under the bus for this one. I loved it, though. <laughs> and, and it's something I've actually never seen. Uh, not that I'm a huge purveyor of, of web comics, but they had like basically an issue was was multiple screens and you could scroll down with your mouse through it. And at a certain point, they would trigger music to play. So it was really nice. It was a webcomic with a soundtrack. That's kind of cool, actually. And the title, wow. Yeah, that kind of never really came up. I was expecting a little bit more from the title, but it's very, very good. And I mean, I think if you're into manga at all, you kind of know what to expect. Or Wait for the movie adaptation. They will shoehorn the title into some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is where tangents meet. <laughs> awesome, man. Anything else? That's that's enough. Over to me. What on earth have I been doing? Let's see. Been playing more Battlefront. Playing the Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, I, the more it is um, derided as a casual, you know, not broy enough shooter fest, the more I, I defiantly like it. Plus, it's Star Wars, and I don't mind sucking at it <laughs> because it's Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, I've also been playing with my little BB-8 robot. I am not sick of that thing. I pick up my tablet almost on the daily and roll him around the house. It's really endlessly entertaining. Still chasing the dog. Yeah, you know, so the dog, the dog may have to go because she's starting to get, like, aggressive towards him a little. She hasn't attacked him yet, but she's growling and kind of asserting herself. And uh, BB-8's cuter, so she better she better watch it. Just figure out how to, like, discharge a little bit of shock. Oh, man. Put her in her place. I wish they had, like, a shock attachment. I would totally attach it and shock her with it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not do that. God, (laughs) just after I establish it, I'm being spied upon. You know, I I, I just cut loose with any any incriminating statement that comes to mind. Um, (laughs) But let's see. uh, Apart from that, reading some Star Wars comics to keep you with the Star Wars theme. Those have been really good. I'm... Catching up on Vader and the mainline Star Wars comic. Um, having wrapped up Chewbacca, which was a cute little miniseries. Um, what do you think, Brian? Cute aptly describes it, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of my least favorite one so far. Uh, again, just like I didn't love the movie. Like, not to say I didn't like it, but I guess with a silent protagonist, it's just too hard to do anything like meaningful. So, yeah, it, it kind of felt like a little, like, cute little tale. Yeah. And, and they have a habit of, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you'd call it, like, not infantilizing, but, like, petalizing Chewbacca. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point in the original trilogy, Leia, like, scratches him behind the ears. Like, I mean, you know, it's not... That's just a thing that happened to Chewbacca, so it was bound to happen in something featuring Chewbacca. But um, still enjoyed that. And I got the Anakin and Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan and Anakin comic that you mentioned, Brian, last week. I have not started reading it yet. Looking forward to that. And let's see. Apart from... Oh, one more bit of Star Wars news. I started watching Rebels. I finally broke down and just purchased the first season on Amazon. I think I might have mentioned that last week. I did not know that was actually out. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's good stuff. It's, the first uh, season was great. Second season's dragging a little bit. First season was great. Cool. 
it actually inspired me to go back and watch some of the later episodes of Clone Wars. Um, because I, some things apparently, there are apparently some things that tie back to Clone Wars. And uh, I think having watched like the latter half of season five and six or four or five, whatever the last two seasons were of Clone Wars, I can recommend that. Like, it, it's pretty good at the end. Um, there's one Jar Jar episode in the last season that you should avoid. But apart from that, it's good. And let's see, stepping away from Star Wars, my two phones, two data plans, why am I doing this <laughs> experiment has resumed. I got my, uh, I got a new SIM card for my secondary phone only to have my data plan, my unlimited data plan cam deactivated. Unlimited. Oh, no, they deactivated it by actually. He, the guy put the SIM card in and did something to the computer, and my data plan got deactivated. So I'm on. You know, I was talking with an agent online, and she was like, uh, "Oh, he deacti- he deactivated your unlimited data plan, and I'm not allowed to reactivate it because it's discontinued." And I was wow. like, "Yeah, I was freaking out." She's like, "No, no, don't worry. I just have to send this to the. You know, I have to elevate this ticket to the higher level." And sure enough, my my data, my notifications popped up today as they reactivated my data. Well, it took about five days. Oh my god, I would I would have went crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of madness. But uh, now we'll see. My my one my new phone number for Project Five should ring both phones. So uh, the dream the dream has almost come true. Two phones, same number. Didn't you have that once before? I had kind of. I had two plans on AT and T, and one was forwarding to another, but. Ah. Project Fi makes it easier to have like all my voicemail, all my text, everything just come they they come to either phone or they go if I happen to be in Google Hangouts, they show up there. Um it's actually kind of awesome. Kind of what and Google gets Google gets transcripts of everything I say or think or do, which is what I want also. Speaking of spying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Speaking of Google also and giving them more free information about me. I received an invitation after writing a review uh, of the Grind Coffee Project here in town, owned by a good friend of ours, Yoni. Uh, I was invited to be a Google local guide, which I'm sure is just something they extend to everyone. So I accepted the invitation and will be reviewing things furiously so that I can earn dubious prizes like more Google Drive space and exclusive meetups. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, don't ask me why. It's it's the closest I'll ever get to being a Googler. So, yeah. I'm a local guide. Just ask me anything. And that's it. Trying hard to resist the temptation that shouldn't be there to buy a $600 Oculus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which will then lead it to buying a $2,000 computer. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I don't know if I'd buy, like, until the smoke settles either. Yeah, see see how which what direction VR is going in or whatever. Yeah, I think the PlayStation one's only like three hundred dollars, right? And I already have the PlayStation, so maybe I'll just do that. Yeah, I mean you're you're definitely getting what you pay for there. I think you are. I mean, it, I, I played both at PAX, and the PlayStation one's definitely less capable, but it's still cool. Like it still gives you the I hate to use this word immersive experience. Yeah, so we'll see. We don't talk about VR enough on the show. I've decided. That's it. That's it, guys. That's my update. Just uh, lots and lots of Star Wars and gadgets. Pretty much my life in a nutshell. And unless you guys have anything else that you might have forgotten, I think that brings us around to a little something we like to call 
the news stravaganza, and I should have put a Doctor Who spin on that and did not can, feel free. <laughs> the who stravaganza? Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, no, I, uh, <clears throat> I uh, got a bundle of news, mostly Star Wars related, uh, go figure. Um, the Star Wars phenomenon just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. This shit might um, stick on. Know, yeah, right? yeah, it might, might actually catch on, right? Um, let's see. Uh, do you guys know who Ahmed Best is? Uh, wait, yes, Ahmed Best is. Hold on, wait, that's the guy that played Jar Jar. Yes, yes, he is the guy that played Jar Jar, and uh, he's come out recently and basically, you know, he, he he's you know he's having fun with it. Basically, you know, he he he's come out and said, you know, he won't be back for any more Star Wars movies. Um, and he understands why everyone hates Jar Jar. <laughs> He's pretty much, you know, basically just, you know, giving himself, uh, you know, poking fun at himself and, and poking fun at Jar Jar. Um, and that's always cool. I, I love when, when people don't take themselves too seriously and they, you know, they can actually come out and, and, and talk about it, you know? Um, I feel kind of bad because I had no idea that was a real person. I thought Jar Jar was a hundred percent CG. Well, you know, uh, yeah, but I mean, you need someone to do the voice. And I think he also, you know, was the one that did the, you know, where they put the balls all over you and you do the, the movements and the stuff. The motion you know? capture or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah no, he exactly. was on set as well. Um, so they could interact with him. Not once mm-hmm. did I ever consider there was a real human being behind that abortion. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I think we had a debate about that way back in the day, whether there was a guy and they had digitally put the face on him. And it turns out they did. What's even worse is while he was on set, they made him wear a Jar Jar mask on his head like it was a hat. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Uh, Can you imagine, funny. you know, the other, you know, the other two actors sitting there trying to be as serious as they can as they're talking to a dude with like a hat like that? Well, let's be honest. Those one of the other actors was uh, what's his name, the uh, Anakin, who <laughs> was just awful anyway. Jake, Jake, uh, Jake Lloyd, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and the older guy, Hayden Christensen. Oh uh, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, true. No, nothing would would have helped uh, that acting. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's good to see him, you know, getting a little recognition. And but you know, I, I just felt bad. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, being in a Star Wars movie is probably in like the top three things i would want to do in life you know and this guy actually got to do that and he's hated for it universally <laughs> by everybody uh, you know what i mean like you i don't even know like god you put it on your resume oh i was in star wars oh who are you <clears throat> like you, you don't even want to tell anyone oh man that must uh, be terrible. not really his fault though right i mean he didn't make yeah. up the the annoying character of jar jar yeah. And when somebody calls and says, "Hey, we want you to play a space alien in Star Wars," you're like, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of characters that could go awry, which I really hope don't. Um, more Star Wars news. Uh, they're on the search for the young Han Solo. All right, I'm and, signing up. Uh, they are looking at a lot of different people. They're looking at uh, Miles Teller. Uh, they're looking at Dave Franco, who's James Franco's younger brother. Uh, looking at a guy by the name of Ansel Elgort, um, a guy by the name of Jack Rayner, uh, Scott Eastwood, who's Clint Eastwood's son, uh, Logan Lerman, uh, Emery Cohen, um, and a guy by the name of Blake Jenner. Uh, Blake Jenner's in Supergirl Glee. Uh, no chance. I, I hope. 
Dave Franco, he's funny. I don't, I don't mind him, but I mean, as Han, you guys know who Dave Franco is, right? He's got like the caterpillar eyebrows. Um, he was in that movie Neighbors. He's been in a bunch of movies, actually. I mean, he's I'm assuming just in, a mo- just in a movie with Vince Vaughn, but he looks like he looks very, very similar to James Franco. But he's like little smaller and nerdier. I'm not picturing him like the guy has to kind of resemble Harrison Ford a little bit, right? Yeah, you would think, right? I mean, Miles Teller's okay. He was in Fantastic Four. Um, he's not bad. Lauren Langan gets my vote just for having a Star Wars name already. Right. Uh, Logan, Logan, Logan Lerman? Is that sure. Yeah, Logan yeah, Lerman. I was, I was going to say the same thing. That name alone, like, let's just, if yeah. at least put him in a movie as Logan Lerman. Yeah, and I think, um, if memory serves, I think he has the, oh, I don't want to sound like a 1950s white guy, but I think he has the proper coloring. Uh, <laughs> well i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like he, he does i think he does resemble han a little bit more than uh uh than some of the other guys but uh, actors are kind of like show dogs so it's okay to to discuss their coloring and pedigree yeah. i guess um logan Lerman is actually awesome i mean he uh, he's the guy that he's the kid that plays um uh percy percy jackson oh i think uh, i huh okay you, you know what I'm talking? and he also um uh he was in um or movie I love, uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm, I don't uh, think I saw that. I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, he gets my vote, but, uh, you know, we'll see uh, who they choose. I'm sure no matter who they choose, there's going to be, you know, comic book guy comments to all of them. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no one's ever going to be, uh, you know, satisfied. But Cam, do you want to, do you actually want to see a Han movie given that Han's dead? Like, you know, you know, you know how he ends up meeting his demise. That wouldn't bother you at all. No, no. I mean, look, everyone's got to die, right? I mean, look at Doctor. We're, we're talking about Doctor Who tonight, where you know everything's like backwards and out of sequence, anyway. You know. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But I don't know if it's. Uh, I, I think it's also for not just for the his like his own movie, but I think it's for episode eight and nine as well. Well, like, flash like flashbacks uh, or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it all fits in, but I mean, I think once they go with the Han, he's going to be in whatever they do with him. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, rolling on with star Wars. Um, there was some leaked rogue one footage and pictures. Um, and they revealed a pretty awesome looking new X wing. Brian, I thought you'd be pretty uh, excited about that. I don't know if you I saw did it. see that one that like really dark, like not black, but like, like dark gray. Yeah. Like yeah. gunmetal gray. Yeah. It looks pretty awesome. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure X-Wing, uh, you know, the the the, board, the tabletop game will have those coming along pretty soon. Well, you have to win them in a tournament, though. So yeah, we'll, yeah, right. You won't be able to buy them. <laughs> oh, man. So, and they won't have Ray in, in, in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Cam, can I just ask you, can I ask all of your opinion on this thing? Ray's like the main character, so maybe they were holding her back. Like, they released the, the B players first and then unleashed the Luke Skywalker, maybe? Could that have been a strategy? I mean, it'd be a nice fallback for them, but I, I somehow I don't think they were so. just okay. They were just blocked too long too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if if they would have if they were going to do that, they would have let it go like a week after the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. they just didn't think the that this generation's Luke Skywalker was important enough to <laughs> make a figure. I, of. I, we'll go back to like you know kill Buzz Killington or whatever. Like I th- I think he just didn't think boys would want to play with girl action figures. And that girls would, you know, want to play with Barbies. They don't play Star Wars. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is why we cast a girl in the role. Oh, boy. 
Tom, you were just talking about your little BB-8 droid. Yeah. Um, bad news. Uh-oh. Um, there are apparently the firmware that allows you to control BB-8 through your smartphone uh, is wildly susceptible to hacking. Oh, no. Yes. What does uh, that mean? Well, basically, it's a, you know, it's for people, you know, up on hacking and that kind of, it's a man in the middle attack. If, if the listeners, I don't know if the listeners know what that is, but basically um, when you update the firmware, uh, it's taken, it, t- it takes place over like a, 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 a connection with no SSL. So it's basically open to anyone. Oh to my just, God come in and just do whatever they want and, and get into your firmware and get into your smartphone. So there's no pin security. There's in the pairing process. There's nothing. So basically Dude, any, any asshole is going to be able to fuck with your dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is the, is the net net that they're going to be able to mess with my phone or control my BBA? Cause neither of those uh, is acceptable, it, but it's both. Yeah. It's a route into your phone. Um, oh no. It's a lot harder for them to get into your phone. Uh, it's a lot easier to get to, into the droid. <laughs> that's so, worse I, I mean they can have my social security number and stuff but leave bba out of this yeah so be careful if you're updating the firmware on your uh you know if you're updating your firmware i mean the stuff that i read because actually i got a little little worried too because i have one and i just sort of looking around but i mean they're basically saying it's probably not that big of a deal you know it's not that it's it's not enticing enough probably for a hacker to spend a lot of time developing different exploits and stuff. But I mean, you know, as well as I do, there's so many people out there with tons of time on their hands, even if it's not to like steal your identity or steal your money. I'm sure there's some kid out there that's like, Oh, I want to fuck with all the BB eights and like, you know, implant some sort of (laughs) program in them where they all like run around and do something stupid, you know? (laughs) Right. So like, uh, you know, I would just uh, keep an eye on that. Well, if he starts moving on his own, I'll know something happened. Yeah. So basically, you know, researchers are saying, you know, you have a near perfect storm for, for vulnerability. Like, for example, if you do a firmware update um, and the attacker is in the blue, is within Bluetooth range, um, basically they can take over both, both the droid and your phone probably. Oh my God. Yeah. So watch out for first order hackers. But on to another evil empire, let's talk about Asmodee, the uh, French board gaming company. They have been going crazy just acquiring everything they can uh, over the last couple couple of years. Uh, I remember we talked about them um, acquiring Fantasy Flight. Um, they've acquired Days of Wonder. Um, and most recently this week, they acquired the rights from Mayfair Games to Settlers of Catan. Ooh, I've heard of that. Wow. Yes. So they now own the uh, English rights to Settlers of Catan. Uh, Mayfair, like being a German company, they didn't want to give up the uh, German rights, I believe. So, uh, but I mean, you know, the English rights are probably the most uh, valuable at this point anyway, because Settlers is uh, almost being rediscovered in America. I I mean, you know, hardcore gamers always knew about it, but like, uh, I don't know if you remember the last Super Bowl. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers were talking about how they were playing settlers in the, you know, in the locker room, you know, before playoff games to relax yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just so mainstream now or becoming so mainstream. Um, it, it is a huge acquisition for them. Um, and they basically have consolidated themselves into a major powerhouse in the board gaming world. Um, 
just some, you know, just some different titles that they now own. Um, Ticket to Ride, Dixit, Citadels, Talisman, Small World, Seven Wonders, now Catan. I mean, those are like, just those alone are huge staples. I mean, you won't, you, you, you don't go to a game night without one of those games being played. Most true. You know what I mean? So uh, they have solidified themselves into the new order um, (laughs) of board games. And And immediately uh, started raising prices. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, So that is Asmodee. We'll have to see whether or not prices are affected, um, although I'm sure they will. Um, And I guess my last piece of news, I'd be remiss if I didn't say anything about David Bowie's passing. Um, Not because I really care about uh, uh, so much about his music. I mean, I did like his music, but uh, uh, more because he was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Labyrinth. Um, And uh, yeah, so he passed away. Rest in peace, David. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, watch Labyrinth uh, in your honor in the coming weeks. We can have a Labyrinth party. Yeah. (laughs) Legend was better. Legend was better. But, that was my but, David Bowie trolling post that only got a yeah, few hits, yeah, by the I, way. I saw. I saw. <laughs> but the problem is Legend had Tom Cruise. Who, but I, I like mean, Tom it was, Cruise. It was, it was pre-weirdo Tom Cruise, so I, I, I don't mind. I liked, I even like weird Tom Cruise. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> like Tom Cruise. I think, I think he was like my hero growing up, and his name was Tom. So <laughs> yeah, that's all really. I, I can see that. <laughs> and so, yeah, that rounds out the news, the new who stravaganza. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, with that done, unless, you, unless anybody else has any last minute new who's that they want to bring to the table, I think we could talk medicine, specifically time medicine and companions for certain doctors we could mention. And Chris, as you sort of gave us the idea for this episode, although I know both you and Cam are pretty big Whovians and I'm sort of a second tier one myself uh i will let you kind of motivate discussion tell us what is going on in the whoverse that should be of interest to us and our listeners well i mean the the big thing is we're all asking one question who or what is going to be the next companion because uh clara has passed away officially officially this time she was supposed to have uh had the last Christmas episode be her last episode. She, the actress changed her mind. And then we thought she was gone. And then if you saw the Christmas episode, then you found out that was a little different. But now it, she's officially wrapped up as a companion. So, you know, pure speculation about what's going on about, uh, you know, the next companion. And for some people, actually, they're getting to the point they were wanting to talk about Maybe a new showrunner has Moffat run his course. I mean, he started off with really impressive episodes, and now people are kind of saying he's repeating the same shtick over and over again. And uh, other people are going like, "Well, how long? How much more do we have of uh, you know Peter? And uh, when is he going to wrap up his end, and we're going to get a new Doctor?" So, time to speculate away, guys speculate away well first let's go back and talk about the christmas episode did you did, did everyone here see it or i did not but you can spoil it because i don't care oh, okay christmas episode was awesome um uh i love the christmas episodes they started doing them back in 2005 so um 
it's always like a sort of light whimsy. Um, just, it's, it's basically a gift to the fans, you know, that they give every year. And, uh, it, this year was actually on Christmas day. I loved it. And, uh, it was a, basically it was the send off, uh, that river song never got, uh, ah. when she, when she was killed. Um, so it, it, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought the production values were amazing. I thought the banter between her and Capaldi, the, 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 the wit, the, the, the comedy, the, just their chemistry was amazing. Um, the story was pretty good. I, I, I wouldn't say it was, it was the best Christmas episode uh, uh, of them, but, uh, I would say it was up there and, uh, it was a nice, it was a nice little send off to river. You know, it was, a, it was, a it basically, I mean, uh, you know, pretty much for, directly from the episode, it was a happily ever after sort of, uh, so, sort of end. And, uh, you know, you don't typically see that in Doctor Who. And I like that. Was hers a, a sad ending? I know that her parents uh, are Rory and uh, red-haired, and, what's her name? Yep. Yeah. And and, yep. and they, they got time vampired by the Weaving Angels or something. Yeah. Well, as a, as a yeah, quick so, reminder, her first episode was her last episode. Right. She's going backwards in time. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. There's some tragic arc. Yeah. Okay. I recall that now. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor's going forward and she's going backwards. And so that was the whole shtick in the beginning of the episode. She didn't even recognize the doctor. She didn't even know him because like it was before she had even met him. It was like the end of his timeline, the beginning of hers. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. Okay. So, it was so what cool. is your favorite Christmas episode, Cam? My favorite Christmas episode has to be uh, the Voyage of the Dam, the Titanic one. I remember that one. When Tenet, Tenet uh, is on the Titanic, and uh, I think Kylie Minogue was in that one. Cammy. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty awesome. What about you, Chris? I don't know, though. The one that sticks in my mind the most is uh, the one with Santa Claus in it. Well, yeah, that was, I guess, the most recent, except for this one, but... But I enjoyed it. I liked it. I know. I know. Brian hated that one. <laughs> the one with actual proper Santa Claus in it, with the tangerine. My biggest complaint about that one was they just undid everything at the end. Like I hated that. Why do I recall there being one with like evil plasticine Santa Clauses, or was that an early Eccleston episode that I'm recalling? That that is um, no. That's the when when Tenant is re, is regenerates, but basically oh, when, okay. when Eccleston dies and, and Tenant starts. All right. Okay. But that's not a Christmas episode. It just happened to have a Christmas theme. I think it was the Christmas episode for the, f- the first reboot season. If I recall oh, I correctly. See. Okay. It was either the first episode of the, of, of the second season of the reboot or it was the Christmas special. I can't remember. Oh, I'm a bad Dr. Who fan. I should, I should know that, but I can't remember it right off the top of my head. I think it was kind of a combination of the two. It was the first episode that had a Christmas theme to it. And it kind of jump started the whole idea of a Christmas episode. I could be wrong. Hmm. Anyway, Christmas episodes aside. Um, so it, it was good is what I'm hearing and I should watch it, but I'm, I'm behind. I should tell you, I'm, I've, gotten most of the way through the first season with Capaldi and that's pretty much it. Yeah. See that that's well, see, that's the problem is that that I'd say if, if it fell down anywhere, that, that would be it. Um, a lot of uh, most of the Christmas episodes are sort of self-contained, you know, you can not really know a lot and watch it and it still be okay. Um, 
this one, you really had to know a lot of the backstory of River. And, you know, so if you if you weren't really up on that, um, a lot of the a lot of the banter between the two between them just sort of would have been lost on you. I see. So, yeah, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Okay. So, uh, Capaldi, and he's got this companion who, see, again, this is where I'm a little behind. I thought she was, like, doomed because, like, she was actually a Dalek herself or something, and then I'm sure they undid that in later episodes that I haven't seen, but, um... Well, yeah, she was a Dalek, but see, the thing was, she she entered into the Doctor's timeline, and she, like, her, she got splintered into, like, infinite pieces because in order to save the doctor. So that's why she has been in so many different places along the doctor's time stream. Um, that's why, and that's why she's called the impossible girl or she was called the impossible girl uh, because she was in so many different places in, in his timeline, but she's always there to help him and save him. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. But, but she's technically still doomed is a good word because she's technically not dead uh, in the last episode of the last season. She's still alive. Um, she was taken by the Time Lords from right before this, the moment that she died in order to get information from her. And then the doctor stole her away. And, uh, you know, now she is basically with Maisie Williams in a TARDIS that they stole from the Time Lords on Gallifrey. And they're just flying around out in space. She she has to die at some point, um, but they haven't really uh, they haven't really, uh, te- you know, said when that's going to be. And we're talking the evil, like, pricky Gallifrey and Time War Time Lords, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rassilon, he's he's uh, basically... The Doctor took care of him, exiled him, and then um, basically stole Clara back from death, you know, snatched her from the jaws of death. And um, because the whole thing was that she she ended up being killed by the, by the shadow, um, and the shadow can track her and find her anywhere in the world or anywhere in time and space. So she's doomed no matter what. It's just a matter of time, basically, but they're giving her time. It's, it's, it's like anything else in Doctor Who. It's always a bittersweet ending, you know? Oh, this sounds all right to me. I don't know. You, th- this is coming from the guy you think maybe a repeat trick pony, Chris, because this all sounds like something I'd like to watch. <laughs> well, then watch it. Enjoy it. But, but you think I- this has been done before or something like it? Well, he just has a certain style and and uh, his he has a lot of kind of repeating arcs, and uh, sometimes it just seems like when he starts repeating something, it just he just can't find an ending to it. I think he did good with Clara, but I mean, most of his season endings just kind of like, eh, you know, they they haven't worked for me. The big thing for the the big strength for me has been the actor himself, actually, and and it seems it's gotten to the point where. Uh, Moffat, his best idea is to say, I'm going to write some really awesome monologue for the doctor and just let him tear through it. And, uh, and he does great acting with that, but sometimes the actual plots themselves are just, you know, this season for me was a little better, but the one before that, not as much. Okay. So I definitely think this season that you've missed out on this one was, uh, out of Peter has been some of the best stuff. Yeah. He he kicked ass this season. Definitely. He's pretty good. But, you know, a yeah. common fan complaint is they feel like Peter's great, but he could be using better writing to even just knock it out of the ballpark. And I could be wrong, but. 
Well, and I think too, there was a lot of pressure sort of released in that everyone knew that Clara, this was going to be Clara's last, last season, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think instead of people being like upset, uh, I mean, I think, I think it it got the sympathy of, of, of the viewers. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So Clara's going, is this a welcome, is this welcome by the viewers though? Did the people like her, not like her? She is loved or hated. Like I hate her. Um, but there's a lot of people that love her, but uh, you know, uh, uh, she, she is definitely not a universally loved uh, companion. She strikes me as mousy and insubstantial. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. She, well, the problem is, is that they made her, they, 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 they made her into something that companions traditionally are not like they, it almost took the, the focus away from the doctor. They almost made her like a doctor herself, you know, which, People debate, you know, could be because people want a female doctor, but they don't want to have a female doctor. So they're making a stronger female companion. Um, and it just rubbed people the wrong way. I didn't care about that. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'd be more than happy or fine with, with a female doctor. Um, she just annoyed me just like, I don't know. She was just, she just annoyed me. I guess that's the only way I can explain it. It's just <laughs> her, her, just, just her as a kid, like just. I don't know if it was her personality shining through or, or I've never met the woman. She could be, um, you know, she could be great, but um, I don't know. Just, she just was very bratty and snotty. That's the only way I can explain it. She doesn't seem, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if it's the actress or the way she plays the character. And again, yeah, I don't want to say anything against her specifically, but she doesn't seem to fill the role you're saying she fills as this sort of um, quasi doctor or, you know, force that saves the doctor at least from what i've seen so far i i should probably withhold judgment till i catch up but i was not impressed with her again no reflection on the actress yeah and she and she wasn't funny like she you know like uh, amy pond was 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 you know funny um quirky and cute and like i mean she could she could have been so quirky and cute but i don't i don't know if it was the writing or if it was just her act acting or how they wanted her to be i, I don't know it just, mm. she, she fell flat for me. Um, but, uh, you know, she's gone and, uh, we got a new companion coming and, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's huge, huge speculation about who, you know, uh, who it's going to be. And, and, uh, I don't know. I have my, I have my favorites. I don't know about you, Chris, who, I don't know if you've got some favorites. Well, Moffat said that uh, he's thinking of a new companion as a, a kind of a way to to do a soft reboot on the series. That the yeah. new companion will introduce some new themes and 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 such. I haven't really, you know, seen anything that's kind of tripped me into going, "Oh yeah, that would be a great companion." Yet, but I mean, they were trying something with Clara that I think would have been better with the actress who was playing River Song. She had the kind of presence that you know would be someone. You, you think would be on the doctor's level of being a mini doctor on her own. Well, and she's part time Lord yeah. as well. <laughs> True. I guess that's what I was trying to say. I mean, I could buy her in that role more than this, than this particular companion. Yeah. It's just the insubstantial thing again. You know, I, I don't know how else to put it. So Cam, what were the, the companions or the actors and actresses you were thinking about for companions? Well, the obvious choice would be Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark in the Game of Thrones HBO. Ooh, that'd be debacle. okay. 
Um, well, because she's already in, she was already in many of the episodes of this season. Um, and she was amazing. Yeah, she was great. And she is already immortal thanks to the doctor. So it would sort of be a perfect pairing, but it's probably, I would think too perfect. Um, but it definitely would appeal to the sort of younger crowd because, I think they lost some of that when they went to Capaldi as an older sort of more grizzled, you know, uh, veteran type actor rather than the young, you know, hipster, good looking doctor. Would it though, um, Cam? Because the, the reason they lost something is because they they don't have a cute hipster doctor anymore. Like I don't, I don't having a cute companion may not bring back the audience they lost. No, I, I don't know that it will bring back the whole audience, but I mean, I think Maisie Williams probably has a pretty big following just from Game of Thrones and, and uh, you know, now, I mean, even just, just her last season on The Doctor. Uh, well, I, the Doctor. didn't we hear a rumor that we're only going to get a partial season next year or it's going to be like a whole year before they do the next season? Yeah, I think it's going to be a longer wait than normal, but yeah. And I don't know why BBC does that. They're so weird. They 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 just British television in general. Like their seasons, like sometimes they're, they're like four episodes. Like I I don't know why they do what they do, but I mean I guess it works over there. But it's just very odd when you have American shows where like the minimum is like twelve, and typically it's like sixteen, eighteen, twenty episodes, and then you know Doctor Who does like ten. I think the year is shorter in Britain because they're so far north, Cam. <laughs> yeah the maybe. days are shorter it's it's really annoying but another um candidate that's i guess really wildly speculated as being the next um companion is uh, a girl by the name of ingrid oliver she plays um a character on the show called osgood who is basically mm. like the doctor's super fan oh yeah um yeah. she wears like the glasses and the coat and she wears like the the throwback doctor uh um scarf and uh she's like super nerdy and super smart and she works for unit um i don't know chris do you like her i i don't know that i'd be uh oh, i don't I, know I, that i'd be happy with her yeah uh well first off Maisie williams uh her acting was just incredible i couldn't believe that was a she's supposed to be an immortal and very wise and i got that that gist off the portrayal she was giving yeah she's superb and uh, yeah, I like uh, the Osgood character, um, though, you know, I don't know if we can say anything spoilers. Her character's kind of evolved on Earth right now, but I'm sure they could rewrite around that. That would be cool. Uh, you know, for me, except for like Clara, and now that I'm thinking about it, you know, uh, Capaldi and and Amy, most of the actors and actresses have come from outside. They haven't been usually been in the show, but. So that's why I haven't really had any ideas or thoughts on the companion because I was trying to think of something on the outside. I mean, uh, I can't remember this actor's name. He was the guy on The Wire and on Pacific Rim. Oh, uh, Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah. There was, you know, well, they got him up for Bond, but they were talking about him being for the Doctor, and I was like, that would be awesome. But for the companions, yeah. But for the companions, like I said, I was trying to think of people outside and just nothing really rang a bell for me. Hmm. Just somebody who would fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does that have to be female or is it traditionally female? Could it, no, because it wasn't Rory sort of a pseudo companion. 
Yeah, it could be male. It's, it's, They've I had mean, male in the past, but for since the new Who, it's been usually a female companion. Yeah, yeah but that's it's... when you had the cute, dreamy doctor, and now you don't have that. So I don't think that's as important, right? Um. Well, I think it's probably even more important if they want to keep that younger audience. I mean, unless unless they're going to get a cute, you know, a, you know, hunky, cute companion for for the, te- the for the tween girls. You know what I'm saying? I would totally dig that because one of the things that bothered me most about like the hipster doctor was I just did not believe that someone so wise and so ancient would be so quirky. Mm. So I'd love to see like the hunky quirky sidekick and Capaldi. Well, kind he's, of like a he's, Captain he's Jack. Pretty, he's pretty damn quirky though. Quirky's <laughs> not. Uh, even, nah. Capaldi, even Capaldi. I mean, spacey, I, know what you're, I, I get what you're saying. Kind of yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think that may be a, way for them to go especially if they are seriously considering having a female doctor so like for like one season you know capaldi maybe capaldi's last season they have the hunky you know little you know dreamboat as the companion and then when capaldi regenerates it's a it's a it's a woman you know because because i mean let's be honest the 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 hardcore doctor who base is mostly male I would think, I mean, they got, they gained a ton of female uh, viewers with the, with the newer doctors, but I mean, all the old school uh, uh, fans are, are most, mostly male. Well, yeah. Um, I think they've got to cater to that. I think. Well, that, or they've got to double down because I think they may have lost some females with this Capaldi guy. I mean, not, not, not women who are a bit older, but definitely the, the teen to pretty young. yeah. Yeah crowd yeah i'm and when i say they they've you know they they got to i i don't mean that they should i just mean that i that's probably what's going on in the mind of the suits you know at at bbc they're they're trying to you know as well they should they're trying to get the widest audience that they can so you know one, one can't necessarily fault them for that um i will tell you though who i would love to be either the doctor or the new companion um, uh, maybe not so much the doctor, but definitely the companion. Um, do you guys know who Rose Leslie is? No, I don't think so. She played Egret on Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, she'd be good. Yeah. The yeah, redhead. Yeah. yeah the, the, the redhead. I mean, she, her and, and, and Jon Snow's interactions and her feistiness, you know, I think that would, that would be really, really good as a companion with, with the doctor. Is she Does British? It- She's Scottish. Oh, well, that works. Do they have she's, to be British or approximately British to to be considered? Do you think? No, no. Tons of tons of. I mean, well, I mean, in old Who, the ton of, uh, there were Americans that were, uh, um, and uh, you know, Captain Jack, who technically is a companion, um, is American. I thought he was Canadian. John John Barrowman. Well, wow. I mean, <laughs> close enough. He, he, yeah, he plays an American if he's not. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, uh, you know, I'd venture to say that, 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 uh, they would be fine with that. But like I said, she's Scottish who, so is Capaldi. I mean, you know, so was David Tennant, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm sorry. Tennant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the ultimate doctor candidate. If we can be, a, if we can nominate Americans. Sure. Sure. 
Uh, well, I know I mentioned this to you guys a few times before, so it will come as a surprise to you. But I'm all about Whoopi Goldberg being the doctor. Oh, God. <laughs> it's bad enough she was Guinan. <laughs> well, it was awesome enough that she was Guinan, and now she can be. she's proven that she can be a timeless, uh, wise character. Oh, God. Please let Whoopi no. Goldberg be the next doctor. I, I, I said it first joking, but <laughs> as time has gone on, I, I like the idea more and more. You know who I'd love who I would actually love to be the doctor. I mean, it would never happen. He's, he's become too big of a movie star. I think is uh Tom Hardy. Tom as the new Hardy. Doctor. Do I know Tom that? Hardy played Bane. He played Bane. He played, oh, uh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Um, he is also uh, in that new movie, the Revenant that just came out with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, oh, I've not seen that. He's a phenomenal British actor. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Idris Elba, of course, like we talked about, that would be awesome as well. <laughs> He's too much of an action He wouldn't even man. need a companion. He would just... <laughs> I have a sonic <laughs> screwdriver and I have a sonic, you know, boxing glove. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy is amazing. I'm not sure about Elba. I like him for 007. I, he's just too much of an action guy for me. I mean, the Doctor, I don't... It, well, it could be just be a new... It could be going against the type that we've come to associate with the Doctor in that you've got mm-hmm. like this apparently ass-kicking guy playing the role. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor always struck me as kind of a dork, um, and Elba yeah. does not. Well, yeah, and he was. I mean, that that's the thing. He was sort of like an out, you know, and the things that they've sort of revealed about his youth in the uh, uh, on Gallifrey, like he was sort of like a, a bit of an outcast nerd, if you will, you know. Right. Whereas well, you can see Elba being like you know captain of several clubs and teams, and yeah. Well, in the Doctor Who role playing game. Uh, Activation of initiative, unlike a lot of other role-playing games, talkers go first before action people go. Hmm. So you can always talk your way out of this, get a chance to talk your way out of the situation before somebody pulls the trigger. That's pretty cool. Chris, I think think in the Doctor Who role-playing game is probably the nerdiest thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying a lot considering... do I get a second geek card? Does my geek card go gold now? Yeah. <laughs> you got <yeah>. upgraded. <laughs> You're the president's club. <laughs> I'm the geek king. Wee! <laughs> yeah. You all have to bow down to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I mean there, there's tons of choices out there. And like, I mean, we're I mean, we're only scratching the surface. I mean, they may come along with someone that's like not even uh not even uh that you know we haven't even thought of you know they may just bring in someone that's a totally new entity like jenna coleman was a complete unknown you know when they brought her in whoopi goldberg um, no no <laughs> yeah patrick stewart how about how michael about dorn peter, how about peter dinklage uh oh do you know what now that would be interesting because <laughs> he could pull the he could pull there's off. no way he could sidekick though <laughs> yeah yeah what you mean you you're saying him be the doctor or him have? Oh no, he'd have to be the doctor. Uh, yeah, I he, I don't see him as deferring or playing second fiddle at all. You know who I would love to see as the doctor? Um, and I've loved this guy for a long time. Like he is, he is a great actor. Um, your dad. His name is. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've loved this guy for a long time. Uh, it's my dad. <laughs> um, Charles Dance, who played oh, Tywin yeah. Lannister. Oh, Tywin. he's got the voice. He's got that commanding yeah. voice. And he's got that presence, you know what I mean? Like that dignified British, like, you know, he would be more of a dark, sinister type doctor, though. He would, he'd be a lot less of the whimsy and more of the, you know, tortured, 
He was the Gr- only Grizzled highlight Doctor. for the children's end that just uh, showed on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Yeah, his acting was superb on that, even when he was in makeup. Hmm. That might be interesting because, the, although I know it's just a mask hiding the true tortured like nature of his soul, usually you get the quirky doctor who's kind of, who doesn't, you know, he's too busy being quirky to really like think of all the horrors that he's witnessed and uh, perpetrated, right? Over the yeah, centuries. Yeah, that's, that's his, yeah, that, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's his mask. That's his sort of, you know, way of throwing that off. Yeah, I don't know. Well, a, a brooding doctor might be kind of interesting. Well, that's yeah. kind of where Peter was going. That's when they introduced him and he was not as cute and quirky. That was, the, the, but they told, uh, you know, the Jenica, uh, Jenica Coleman, yeah. Coleman's, yeah, the companion was, he's just stopped flirting with you. He's trying to be more honest with you. And now you're getting all pissy that he's not cute. Oh, anymore. yeah. The the lizard lady and her wife told exactly. her that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Vastra. Yeah, Lady Vastra. I'm, Still I'm waiting for that spinoff show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm interested to hear from uh, from you guys, you Tom and Brian, as more casual uh, uh, fans of the show. Who, who would you like to see in there as companions and as uh, even new doctors? I have no actor whatsoever in mind, but I I actually really want them to do uh, a male companion as a love interest. No. I mean that's something BBC would do. They they they're very And it uh, would totally get their audience back. You think so? I think that would get a young audience. Maybe not the same folks, but they flirted with that in the past a little bit. Well, I mean Vastra and her companion, they're they're, they're lesbians or whatever. Um they've had plenty of uh, I mean Captain Jack is bisexual, tri pansexual whatever. <laughs> so they I mean, you know, the 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 idea of of, you know, of uh you know, sexual orientation or whatever is, is not foreign to them, Pl- you know, playing around with that and, you know, mixing it up. So that, that that's a definite possibility. That would give them a good excuse to go with the female doctor and have some kind of like resolution to like, Oh, now it's okay. No, it's, I'm not hetero. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. You never know. What about you, Tom? Who do you, who do you think? Who'd you like to see in there? So you're really not taking my Whoopi Goldberg, uh, no, I'm not taking that too seriously. seriously. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I, I'm not kidding. Um, but let's say I was. That would be a great fan film, dude. Let's kickstart it for yeah. a couple of million. She's a good actress. I don't because she's just on that stupid View show now. People forget she's actually been really good in a lot of roles. Jumping and, Jack Flash, the pinnacle of filmmaking. Well, <laughs> X, I was thinking X-Alons. as pure fantasy. <laughs> I really wish like Guinan would be the new Doctor. Like they could just announce, like, "Oh yeah, I was a doctor all along." And... <laughs> oh man, Sister Act Two, <laughs> loved it. Whoopi Goldberg's better. She was great as Guinan. I loved her as Guinan. You guys are crazy. I, yeah, I, I didn't mind her as Guinan. She was all right. She she uh, did her job. She did very well. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see. Apart Whoopi Goldberg being my first choice, let's see who else could be the doctor. Um. I'm tempted to go like against, you know, type, you know, a white, get, not recommend a white British guy. Uh, I've had it with the, they, there were two like hipster dreamboat doctors in a row. So I, I'm good to go with no more of those for a bit. Um, they should do the guy from robot chicken, like the super nerd. <laughs> the, the guy that plays that character. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about um? What about that actor from Mister Robot? I was, you know, I was uh, thinking, Sam or I was thinking is? him, but he's too young and too close to the hipster dreamboat that I don't want. Um, that that is somebody that I had in mind, though. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of somebody who's a little bit older that's been in some movies. I I like them going with the older character again. Sean Penn, not Sean Penn. I'm sorry, Sean Bean. <laughs> I don't know which Eddard, one that is. Eddard, Eddard Stark. Oh, Eddard Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he has to die by episode two. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know, I'm draw. I'm kind of drawing a blank. I, I, I really came into this with Goldberg seriously, and you guys kind of <laughs> definitely shut that down. Oh man, <laughs> we know it's my um, pet theory. They're going with they went with Peter because they wanted to do like one last homage to the old doctors, who like across the board were usually older, mature white guys because they want to do something really different with the next incarnation. But I think anything different from that would be back to what they already did. Unless they went female. Female or, you know, someone not white. Guys, I've got, I I have a late minute submission from the peanut gallery. Uh, That being from my, uh, I got to look for that from my very own companion who may be in the studio listening. Nice. What do you guys think of Hugh Laurie? who played house oh, house. I mean, I, I love him. He's, he's a great actor, but I mean, I feel like he's, he would be Capaldi all over again, right? Too close I mean, to Capaldi. His personality is yeah. pretty different though. Yeah. He can, he can play the quirky dickhead pretty, pretty well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. They'd suggestion, have to sneak in actually. a Blackadder reunion in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, oh, what about the, uh, what about Fillion, the guy from uh, Firefly? Remember, was Nathan that his... Fillion? Yeah, 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 he'd be he'd be yeah. good. I just got a good reaction on that one. I think he'd be he's good American. in the role. Yeah, he's he's American, I think. Oh, he, might be, he might be Canadian as well. Yeah, he might be Canadian as well. Oh, um, what's the uh, what's what's his name from Red Dwarf up to the, these days? Um, oh Cat? come on, the main character's name? No, not Cat. Well, Cat, yeah, but no. Uh, what the heck's the main guy's name from Red Lister? Dwarf? I can't even think right now. Yeah, yeah. What's Lister up to? He could play the doctor. <laughs> or the companion, better yet. He'd be a great companion, actually. <laughs> actually, he would, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, he'd be awesome. Because he could play that kind of flabbergasted, like, what the hell is going on here character. No matter well. how simple it was. like <laughs> Right. Christmas. What the hell is Christmas? <laughs> yeah. If I had my choice, though, Tom Hardy aside, I mean, I think Tom Hardy would be amazing, but I think even more than Tom Hardy, now that I'm thinking about it, I would love Simon Pegg. That would be killer. Ooh, that would be good, actually. I mean, he I feel like he fits it perfectly. He's young enough, but not too young. He's funny. He's quirky. He's got that, like, I mean, he's British, obviously. He's got, like, that. He's definitely got the pedigree, you know? Is he too well? Well, Capaldi's not well, not unwell known. I was going to say, is he too well known and resonant with people that he would overwhelm the role? I I uh, just saw for the first time ever like Star Trek Into Darkness, and mm-hmm. I complete. I was convinced until the movie ended and I IMDb'd it that they had replaced him as Scotty. So no, I wouldn't recognize him. Okay, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> really? Really? You didn't know it was Scotty? I the thought whole time? I knew he was in the first movie, but in that in, in Into Darkness, I like I just like it didn't look right. I, it was just not him. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. That's funny. 
I, I think he's probably too well known at this point, you know. I mean, he's in every big movie now, you know. He had a cameo in freak, uh, freaking Star Wars. Yeah, no, yes, but I did. mean, you know, he, he's doing he's doing you know Mission Impossible's, he's doing Star Trek, he's doing I mean, he's doing all kinds of huge movies. So I don't know that he would do that, but you never know. I mean, he is he is at heart a huge sci fi fan, and I believe it, also a Doctor Who fan. So. I mean, he may jump at the role. I mean, you know, he, he may like just want to do it just to do it. You know. Oh, Cam! I was just thinking of another one now. All right, here's a British one. Who was the bad guy from the um, Firefly movie? Uh, the ninja guy. The, the, the black guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, damn it! He has like the scar on his forehead. Um, he he's he's pretty good too. He's he's been in a a lot of American movies. Yeah, I think he. I think he'd do well. I mean, I'm. I'm terrible. I'm not a huge actor, actress uh, person. So forgive me if I don't get it right. But um, yeah, I think he. I think he. I think he might function in the role. Actually. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, is he British? Though I don't know if he's British or not. For sure. yeah, he could pretend. Yeah. He's good though. Yeah, that guy. That that's a good. That's a good one. What about Jeff Goldblum? What's he up to? <laughs> Too busy making Independence Day 3. <laughs> what do you mean, who cares? I love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I hate Independence Day, but I love Jeff Goldblum. Oh, man. He annoys me. <laughs> What's annoying? He's so funny. <laughs> he just, oh, God. Just annoys me. <laughs> you, 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 but, but, but life, life, life finds a way. Life. Yeah, exactly. Chaos, chaos. <laughs> Shut uh, up. It's, it's all wrong. It's, hard, it's not working. Yeah. It's hard. Huh. Yes. The time circuits. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, God. I would. I would. You would stop watching. Yeah. Um, she would tell if, if a Gia four. That's a guy's name. name. Okay. Yes. And I'm sorry, Mr. Agia for, for butchering your name, but you are a great actor and you would be a great doctor. I I uh, would agree. I would agree. Yeah, he is a British actor. Um He's my he's my age. Jesus Christ. Guys, you got any more submissions or what? Well, for me, I, I would submit that if Moffat leaves soon, I would want Toby Whitehouse to take over Toby as show. Whitehouse. What's what's he or she done? I I don't I don't know the name. Why have I never um, heard the word showrunner until like the last? It's a months? British thing. That, that's that's just what they call it. Oh, Toby Whitehouse. Um, he did. Uh, he did. Being yeah, human. And, and he actually he he. I think he did a couple of the the most re- more recent episodes, right? Before the flood, under the lake, which was a two parter. Yeah, making yeah. of the gunslinger. He did the 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 town called Mercy one, right? The, yes. The, the yeah the 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 western one yeah. Which is kind of like in the the theme of like how Moffat was. He he did some really standout episodes, and then he kind of ended up, you know, taking over. Not not to say that you know some other people haven't yeah. done the same thing. See, I think it's going to be uh, Chibnall, Chris Chibnall. Um, he, yeah, yeah. He what he did the Power of the Three. He, he wrote did episode, Yeah, he wrote well, like plus, eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah he was a yeah. Plus he did a bunch of Torchwood. He did uh, he did Broadchurch with David Tennant. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know he, he did, did that. He did that Broad was Church. Um, he was actually the creator, like writer, producer, creator of Broadchurch. 
which is spectacular. Oh. It is. So, what does the uh, show runner do? Is this the writer, or I the... think it's a it's a it's just a synonym for producer. Like like um, who's the guy Chuck Lorre or who the guy that does like um, uh, all the basically every show that people like on TV now, every sitcom, uh, Big Bang Theory, uh, the show with uh, that was with um, uh, the guy who. who uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Charlie Sheen. What was that show? Two, two and a half men. Two and a half men. That guy, I think his name's Chuck Lorre. Like he, he's he would be like the equivalent showrunner. Like he basically just runs everything, produces, like you know, chooses who's going to write, who's going to direct, like all that stuff. Yeah, I think the only really big difference between a generic producer and a showrunner is that usually showrunners do write yeah. some of the episodes, while producers just kind of do more of the you know, management of getting everything together and all the people together. But yeah, it's basically so. the, cre- the, the, the be all end all the, the, you know, the force behind the show, but absolutely a decidedly British term. <laughs> mm, for sure. Uh, just get, uh, what's his face? The star Wars guy. He's done a bunch of shows. The guy that just did the episode seven. Um, oh yeah. Abrams? Yeah. Just get, just get him. him. Yeah. <laughs> Only the hottest freaking guy on the planet right now in terms of work. I mean, that guy could do anything he wanted. Doctor Who's—he's not Doctor Who's not chump change, and he'd probably like it. So, uh, well, he did. Well, he did Star let's Wars. Get him on board. Did well, Peter Trek. Jackson's finally going to do an episode. Yeah, Peter Jackson is going to do an episode, but you know that's because he's you know however many years removed from Hobbit. Probably can't probably can't find a job now. Is there going to be a lot of CG in that particular <laughs> episode, or they're just going to they're just going to make new characters and throw them in there? Um, no, but, uh, do you guys know who Marina Bakarin is? She, mm, is she she the so. chick that was, um, in the, the reboot of V she was like the, 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 oh, the main, no, the main V, yeah. uh, she was the courtesan yeah, in Firefly she, yeah, she, as well. In Firefly, she was the, the, the hooker. And she's dead. She's Deadpool's girlfriend yeah. in, uh, yeah. And she was in also Deadpool, in, uh, yeah. Home, homeland. She, she's the wife in Homeland. That would be a, like a pretty cool choice, I think, as a companion. Because she's she's gorgeous, but she's a little bit. Oh, she's in Gotham. She's um Jim Gordon's love interest in Gotham. The uh, the 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 medical examiner. Oh, okay. I guess I have to uh, catch yeah. up on my Sorry, Gotham. I hope I didn't spoil that for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she. Uh, man, yeah. The more I think about that, that would be great. She's she's a little older, but she's she's gorgeous. Hey, who played? Do you remember Gita or whatever his name was from Battlestar yeah. Galactica? The guy who ended yeah, up being yeah, kind Gita. of a traitor. Yeah. He might be okay in, in some role. That guy was I'm a weasel. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but now he's the doctor. He's not a weasel anymore. That actor was really good. Why don't we just bring in Adama? Let, yeah, okay. Oh, bring yeah. in uh, Ed- almost... Edward, Edward James. We're bringing you out of retirement. Come on, buddy. I watched uh, Blade Runner the other day. Yeah. He was awesome in that too. <laughs> I'm, I'll watch anything with him in it. That's fine. Uh, this is how an episode with Almost would go. You know, the TARDIS would land. He'd open the door. He'd see the villain and pick up like a, a knife or something. And he would just give him the eye. And then the villain would just put the knife down and just walk away. The, Ad- the Adama scowl. You know, like, I like it. Yeah, the Adama scowl, right? Do you really want to do that? Crockett, <laughs> you can't destroy the city. <laughs> going out. Who played? Who played the uh, shortest episode ever? 
who played what was his name? Bash uh, the 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 Weasley doctor in um the the guy who helped the Cylons unwittingly in um, Battlestar. I know you're talking about. He's British too. The the guy, the little the the weasel guy that that the chick, yeah, the scientist. Yeah, yeah Doctor yeah, Balthar, yeah, yeah, Balthar, Balthar, Balthar or yeah, whatever yeah. his name. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to. There's thinking of actors I like in other <laughs> stuff that could maybe somehow yeah. work in this show. <laughs> I mean, I think you know, speculation. Regardless of what we speculate, there it'll probably be something that we're someone we're not even thinking of. Like they, they're that's what they're notorious for doing is just bringing in people that like no one had any idea. Like they did that with Matt Smith. Like he he just came out of nowhere. Same thing with Jenna Coleman. Um, Peter Capaldi was a little bit more of a known entity. He was actually already in like some Doctor Who episodes and Torchwood and Torchwood episodes. Um, so he so he was sort of you know uh, a choice that people had thrown around for a while. Uh, and he's actually a pretty well established actor in in Great Britain already. Um, but. Uh, only time will tell who the new doctor will be. That I mean, that's that's a that's a ways off. But companion, God, I don't know, man. I I've got it. All right, the the doctor is uh, what's her name? Rebel Wilson, or whatever. <laughs> that's your doctor. <laughs> and uh, uh, McCarthy is going to be the companion, Elizabeth, or whatever her name is. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, the, whatever. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. There you go. The, There's your pairing. So Capaldi's had two seasons, right? Two, two or three. seasons. Is it two. Two seasons. I think he's going to have another two, and then they're going to start. You think? Do you guys want to make any identity predictions? Uh, are they going gay white British? Are they going you know straight black British? Are they going you know South Asian uh, lesbian non British? <laughs> what do you What do you guys think they're going to go? It's like cow chip bingo. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's still going to be a male. I think. I think they would only. I think it's going to be like a, like a ethnic male. I'm going to shoot for female. I think they're going to go female. Yeah. Well, see, I think I think the reason they 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 made a female this last season was because because and she's still very much like in the story arc. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that was their sort of give on having a female doctor. So you thought that was more of a bone than it was testing yeah, the waters. Yeah, I think I think that was sort of the give on because then you're going to have two female time lords running around. You're going to have a, a female doctor and female Missy. And I, I don't. I, oh, there'd be some I, crowds I, that would I, love I, that. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I mean, I would I would have to wait and see, but like I, I don't know that they would alienate. They're like I said, they're trying to cast. I'm thinking about it in business terms, not in you know rate racial gender equality terms they're, they're going to try their best to please everyone but at the same time get as many you know get, get the highest ratings possible and i don't know that having that combination would do it but then again i'm you know i'm not a showrunner <laughs> <laughs> okay i think we've we've exhausted all of our possibilities for choices on both sides of the atlantic yes we've used all our regenerations agreed so with that said, you guys want to fire up the TARDIS and take off for our next episode? I think so. All right. Unless anyone has any last-minute submissions, let's go ahead and do that. And I will commence with the departure by saying, don't be a sonic screwball. Check out our episodes on the weekly by subscribing to us on iTunes or checking us out on Stitcher. And at some point in the distant future, <laughs> in some distant space-time juncture, you can also check us out on Google Play Music. 
like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Fire up your TARDIS and head on over to nerdstravaganza.com where you can brave the time vortex and go back in time and listen to all of our previous episodes. Uh, jump on the back of K9 and ride on over to YouTube where you can check out all of our premium video content and send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. We can read Gallifreyan, so feel free. And with all that said, Chris, take us away. Jar Jar Binks, exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> yes, please do. That's pretty good.